Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome, WISN. The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group is on the air this New Year's Eve, what an honor to be joined by Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner sacrificing. It's actually not New Year's Eve yet, is it? It's New Year's Eve day. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Paul. Great to be here. And hey, good happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Good morning. Great to be here. In fact, part of the show, Aaron, by the way, good morning. Aaron Spitzner just said that, is going to deal with New Year's resolutions, like them or not. In yeah. the financial yeah, world. Yeah, some financial New Year's resolutions. We figured uh, it's been a rough year, so we'll do a little house cleaning, start with the low-hanging fruit, and see what we can uh, take care of to get you yeah. back on track. The end of the year is one of those where you assess things. It's the big 35,000-foot view, I guess, Joe, right? right? How did it go this year? Everybody's plan is different. Everybody's situation is different. But it also gives you a chance, like, uh, there's always renewed hope, right? Looking ahead. Of course. I'm going to go on a diet next year. It's a new year. Yeah. Yeah. The... Yeah. the uh, the fitness centers fill up with people with those New Year's resolutions of losing weight. And and uh, we have some great topics today on uh, what we love to do, which is retirement, right? And planning. And uh, that's definitely one thing that's on the forefront of a new year. Is this the year you're going to retire? Ooh. And if it is, that's exciting. Well, that's a big one. Yeah. And that's that's a big one. And do you just come up, wake up one day and say, I'm retiring? It's not that simple, I don't think, right? No, not at all. No. A little bit of planning uh, goes into it. By way of background, we should mention you guys, Monday through Friday, during the Mark Belling Show, provide us with these market updates that we've been hearing for many, many years. The Kowal Investment Group, in fact, celebrating their 35 years in business this year. That's fantastic, right? Yes, we've... Uh, we've This year meaning 2022, because it's still not 23. Correct. <laughs> How long is that going to take when you're filling out forms? or Does anybody write checks yet? Uh, not really. It seems like ladies no. in front of me at the grocery store all do. Yeah, yeah. Because what's holding up the line? Oh my right. God, she's writing that check. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> oh. one this year. So that'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so okay, we got a lot to talk about. The New Year's resolution topic with Aaron Spitzner. I mentioned the Kowal Investment Group. You mentioned it, Joe, your niche. It is retirement. That's what we talk about on this show, the Retirement Clinic. And, of course, the market updates Monday through Friday. We'll go over all the locations, phone number. But if you want to get some background or some info yourself, log on to thekowalway.com. Thekowalway.com. All right, Joe Still, I think you're starting out the uh, topic number one. Yeah, so there's a recent article in Kiplinger's magazine. I'm sure everyone reads that, like uh, myself and Aaron. <laughs> but uh, that caught my you, eye. You, wait, you really do read it, right? I actually yeah. do. Okay. I am a. I actually get the uh, the actual um, printed copy of the magazine, if you can believe that. I, that I, still happens. With the magazine, I prefer the printed copy. Nothing beats yeah. it sitting there paging through right. a magazine, not yep. a tablet. Yep. So there was an article that caught my attention, and the title of the article is, Is a CCRC Right for You? And uh, we'll get to what that acronym means here in a second, but um, it caught my eye because uh, there's a huge question when you're contemplating and planning retirement, which is, and we talk about this with our clients and prospective clients 
almost 100% of the time is where are you going to live in retirement? And not only what region in this country or, you know, the, the world, but, uh, you know, what what place are you going to live in? Are, are you or gonna, places, places, if you're a snowbird, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Are you going to live in a house, your, you know, the house you've lived in your whole life? Are you going to sell that and, and buy a condominium? Uh, are you going to live in an apartment? Um, and, and this article is related to, or are you going to choose to find a retirement community to live in? Like the famous villages in Florida. Yes. That is correct. the quintessential is, retirement community. Yes, that is a massive retirement community. So, so that's, you know, the real question that everyone has to, to have an answer to. Um, in, in retirement, and that can typically be your largest expense is your living expense, right? So, um, you know, and, and what does CCR, CCRC stand for? Well, that's uh, Continuing Care Retirement Community. And these have become very popular throughout the country. There's uh, many uh, of these types of facilities throughout the country. Without and, generalizing too much, it's all people the same age as you, sort right, of, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you're all retired people, so the right there, it's kind of a neat little community feel and vibe that that you get. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, and you know, the question is, would one of these communities be right for you? Well, it depends. It really depends on on everyone. Everyone's a little different. What is your current situation? Are you single? Are you still married? Um, what kind you, of health are you in? What kind of health are you in? Um, you know, are you divorced? Um, are you widowed? You know, um, you know what is your current situation, and that really drives what are you looking for. Are these having in increase these communities because the boomers and their age? Yes, for sure, uh, I mean, and the look. amount of money those boomers have too, and, and we'll get to that. Um, but so these continuing retirement communities, um, they really strive to deliver, and, and I'm, I'm quoting from the article: they strive to deliver a vibrant, active culture for residents. So that's the whole point of these facilities is, you know, the key to staying of good mind and, and body and spirit in, in retirement um, is staying active. I, I think we could all agree to that. I, you know, there's studies done that show um, those who are more active will live longer and, uh, and not have as many health issues. And so... Um, you know, I think that's one of the major goals of these facilities. Again, the and CCRC stands for Continuing Care Retirement Community. Yes, yes. Um, and so they're really a one-stop shop. You know, they, they provide residents with, you know, fine dining, you know, casual dining with bar and grills on site, uh, workout facilities with, you know, just about every workout amenity you can think of. Hair uh, salons. Hair salons. All of that stuff. You know, movie rooms, you know. And then in addition to that, you know, craft barns, greenhouses to 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 work on plants and 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 get your, your green thumb in retirement. Um, you know, in addition to that, they um, – they schedule day trips to area events um, and attractions. You can, you know, they have multiple clubs you can join. You know, you can join the um, the craft club or or maybe maybe even I'll, I'll I'll make this up a craft brewery club that goes to different breweries. I mean around. that that I could see like a bourbon thing. I mean these are these are adults. These are older people. Uh, many cases boomers. But I looked up just out of curiosity, Joe, the villages in Florida has 
12 championship golf and country clubs. Get this, more than 40 executive golf courses just spread throughout the village's community. Uh, that's how big it is. Right. Yeah. And, and golfing is a big part, not for everybody, but it's a big part of retirement. Right. Absolutely. And we have a fair amount of clients down there. And I have one in particular that I can think of that just recently told me, um, you know, she loves it. And she and her husband are are having more fun than they've ever had. Some people call it a bubble. They're yeah. living in a bubble. Yeah. At that stage of your life, I don't care what you call it or mock it or yeah. a lot of white shoes and white belts and a lot of golf carts because right. that's how they get around. Yeah. It's kind of cool. You know, one of the other things to think about um, when looking for a place to live in retirement is, you know, looking ahead and planning ahead. Uh, let's say you retire at kind of the general retirement age of, you know, 65 and, and you may be in really good health. Well, by the time you get to 80, um, your health may deteriorate and you may need some help. And if you transition to one of these, um, they're also called kind of life plan communities. That's another name for them. If you transition to one of these places early, um, and take advantage of the independent living and all the activities, as you begin to age and need some additional help, these facilities have that assisted living options for you. Do you know I qualify to live in the villages? 55 50, or older. 50, there you go. Oh, my goodness. I can, Next year, guys. You'll come in on a Saturday and I won't be here. Paul's retired and moved into the villages. Yeah, it's not all 80-year-olds. Right, it's 55 right. and older. Yeah. And, and again, so one of the big benefits is you transition into one of these communities, and then as you do need help in, um, you know, any any of the daily activities, um, they have assisted living facilities that you can move into. They have skilled nursing facilities with memory care, and all of those things that you know you could potentially need, and. So you don't have to worry about planning for that. And you can take some burden off of your heirs. Um, You know, that's something that Aaron and I see all the time um, when there's a death in the family or, um, you know, mom or dad really starts getting, you know, um, Alzheimer's or or bad dementia. Um, It's really difficult for uh, the kids sometimes to put all those pieces together. Well, this can be a good plan to find one of these um, continuing care retirement communities and it's uh, not – I mentioned the villages because it's probably the biggest and most talked about. But these are right. all over Wisconsin. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and of different sizes, yep. um, you know, some like the villages I would say would probably be the the Grand Poobah, uh, the big one. Um, I mean, anyone ever know that reference, the Grand Poobah? Yeah, the Grand Poobah is the um, – is that from the Flintstones? No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron think, doesn't even, he probably doesn't know. Well, who's himself. the youngest guy in the room here? I know I'm the oldest. <laughs> uh, the Grand, the Grand Pooba. Yeah, that was like their Lions yeah. Club or whatever, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so we've talked about a lot of the benefits of finding one of these uh, continuing care um, retirement communities. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the negatives um, to start with, and that is, okay, how much does it cost? Um, and <laughs> they're expensive, no question about it. Um, so if you look at some of the larger facilities, um, you know, I'll take an average, you know, this comes out of the article. Um, so the average entrance fee to get into one of these facilities is 414722 So that is the average entrance cost to get into some of these facilities. Wait, so you're just paying a fee to, just to, get, to in. get in. Yeah. And, and there's, there's wait lists to the, the more 
um, desirable uh, uh, communities. So, you know, you might, if you're thinking about, man, I think I might want to do this, you better go investigate and get on one of those wait lists if you really like it. Now, can we go over that again? Did you say $414,000 is the average? So it's a big chunk of change. Yeah. But what, it's also a commitment, I think. A, a huge commitment. So if you think about it, um, you know, what, uh, what we typically see is most retirees own, own a property, own their home, you know, by the time they retire. And so they basically transition that equity. They sell the they house. They sell, sell the house to move into this yeah, facility. sell the house. So, Let's just pick a number, $500,000. No, uh, there you go. Absolutely. That would be one way. And then, so then in addition to the entry, entrance fee, you have monthly fees. Um, and the average monthly fee for one of these facilities is about $3,700. Oh. So, and, and that is just independent living. So as oh. you add additional services, that number is going to go up. How much a month? About $3,700. Okay. Now, is that, that's for your living space. So you're not buying a condo in this case. You're renting or leasing space. Correct. And you're paying a monthly fee plus Correct. that upfront fee. Correct. Yeah. And that, and then, that's that, deep. That that's, monthly you fee. You put me on a cruise again, ship for the rest of my life. <laughs> Some people have talked about that. <laughs> Doing the price of a cruise and getting a deal from the company that, um, I've been on several cruise ships where the name is on the door and the full name. And what is this? Well, that's Mr. and Mrs. They live here all year long. Well, yeah. think about it. <laughs> right. You got health care. You got great food, entertainment. and yeah. Or you could just sit in your suite and watch movies all day. Yeah. Not a yeah. bad way. But no. yeah, they sell their house. It's a commitment. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a big commitment. Yeah. And, and they, um, they could move off that ship, I suppose, at the end of the year. But yeah, apparently they've been on it for years. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, on the fee portion of it, there are a couple of different fees. There, there's a Type A agreement that is high fees, but that includes more services, and that will include um, if you do, you know, start at independent living and then need some additional services. Yeah. That typically that Type A includes that. Then there's a Type C, which is a lower fee, but that's kind of pay fee for service. So you you upgrade um, as you need services. and then These uh, CCRCs, you're going to hear a lot more about these. Joe, still, people are just tuning in, stands for Continuing Care Retirement Community. So implied in the title is that there is care involved. Yes, absolutely. You know, and that's that's something, one of the big reasons you join is because you know eventually you'll probably need some help and you don't want to put that burden on your heirs. You know, I think we could all say that, you know, we want our parents, if they're still alive, to uh, be able to be independent as long as they can. And we don't necessarily want to have to take care of them as their caretaker. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do what we need to do. But if you can set your parents up in a great place that will give them awesome activities and, and keep and, them and active. And freedom, right? And I freedom, mean, yeah. They can yeah. do stuff in those places, you know, whether it's yeah. golf or whatever. Uh, they keep you busy. You're not just sitting on a rocking chair on your porch. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a peace of mind to the kids. Maybe yep. let's just... Pick Wisconsin. We're back home. They're down there. I think of the Seinfeld now where they, Del Boca Vista. Del Boca Vista. And yep. the parents moved on, right? Both sets <laughs> did. Same thing in the yeah. theory. Yeah. It was just back in the 90s. Yeah. Kramer went down there and and uh, he had all the ladies going after him. You know, he was single and younger. Yes, he um, was. Yeah. Did he try to run for the board too? <laughs> right. They got all these HOA boards and stuff. Yep. Anyway, good, this is good so, stuff. You've got more. So we just talked a little bit about the fees and yeah. obviously very expensive. So how do you afford something like this in retirement? Well, that's when you call us and we help our clients all the time put this into their planning and say, okay, what are your plans? Where are you going to live? 
and then how much is it going to cost? And let's let's actually um, rerun your retirement cash flow or run it for the first time and put this information in there. Um, and you know the the keys are when you're looking at a facility, and if you're getting serious about yes, I really like this facility. You have to make sure you do your due diligence and really find out, uh, first of all, is this a place I could live? Tour the place, um, meet the people, uh, sample the food, look at what activities are there. Oh, it's Then huge. find out how financially stable is this organization. There are some organizations that, that do provide some um, accreditation for these facilities. Well, the quality um, of the care right. is going to be a concern. I think the right. first question, how much is this costing me? Right. That's right. where you guys come in. Yeah. You've clearly done this, Joe, with clients. Yes, absolutely. So we've helped walk clients through this process. You know, and Again, if you have any questions and you're looking at a facility like this and you need some help, uh, Figuring out how this fits into your retirement picture, call our office 262-522-4040. We do this on a daily basis. So, so the key is if you find a facility you really like, then you really dig in and do the research to find out, okay, what's included in my monthly fee? What's incru- included in the entrance fee? Do I get that back? Um, is that equity in the, in the um, uh, facility if I do decide at some point that this isn't for me? You know, get all of those questions answered, gather as much information as you can, and then get with a professional to go through and and run the numbers to say, hey, is this feasible? Uh, These are very popular, as you said. There might be waiting lists at some. Right. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Like you the know, villages gets, you know, it's on 60 minutes. Like, my gosh, dude, this, yeah, you know about the story. Just a couple in the area, you know, there's, again, you know, we're not affiliated with anyone, so I'm not yeah. giving an ad for any of these. I just looked a few up in the area. You know, there's a new facility in Waukesha, New Perspectives, um, you know, or New Perspective. That is a nice facility that, uh, again, is in the area. That's a, a, a CCRC. You know, there's a Shorehaven facility out in Oconomowoc. Um, three pillars and uh, Dousman. Um, so there's some facilities in the area that um, if you're looking to stay here, absolutely. If you're looking to go to a uh, warmer climate, which a lot of people are, you don't want to deal right. with these these winters we have so in Wisconsin. you get all of these services, but it's yeah. warm year round. That's why the village is so popular. Yeah. And there's a there's a there's an organization that actually um, – puts an accreditation on these facilities so they really thoroughly look through to make sure they're reputable yeah, and they're high not, quality. But, but to be clear, they're called CCRCs. These are not assisted care living centers. Would you call them that? No. Well, they include assisted, assisted living care. within their services. They're not so nursing homes. They include skilled nursing services within most of these facilities so the services have are those there. services. Yes. But you live in a But it's a massive like the one yeah. in the article that they went through in in and talked about in Pennsylvania was on forty three acres. So a pretty pretty good sized property. And now are we talking the food usually included in this as well? Um you have to find out from the facility. They're, they're it just kind of depends. They're all a little different. But I mean, yeah, if, most of the time you get you get food included within that that monthly fee. But that's something you really need to do your due diligence on and check to make sure you understand all the details well before you sign on the dotted line. Well, you might get some questions after we do this segment. And the best way to do uh, that, any question about your retirement, to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. It's usually how we will answer questions on the, because you don't want to you know, do a 30-second phone call on a radio show. When it comes time to your retirement, you have to plan a little bit more and you welcome phone calls. So, Joe, they can call the Kowal Investment Group, again, 
522-4040, or thekowalway.com. Spitzner, after the break, we've got a couple things coming up. The... Um, the segment with Aaron Kowal for business owners, we do that every week. And then after the boss segment, you have a topic, and it deals with New Year re- yeah, resolutions. Yeah, New Year's resolutions, um, and we're not talking weight loss. We're going to be looking more at uh, finances. And then if we have time later on, I did have uh, – I had another small piece, which maybe we can get in at the end of the show here, but it's it, it's um, five key – Five key questions to ask a financial advisor for for some listeners out there. If they're uh, you know maybe weren't happy with their advisor this past year, maybe it's one of their resolutions that they're looking for another advisor. Just some some quick questions that you may want to uh, to ask them if you're interviewing uh, different advisors in the area. And we know it's New Year's Eve, I get it? But sometimes this is when people look to make changes, right? Yep. At the beginning of a new year, so yeah. reach out to the Kowal Investment Group. Um, if you've got questions off the air, uh, call, they've got many locations in the area. And again, it's all at thekowalway.com or 262-522-4040. Hope everybody's going to have a safe New Year, right? Be safe tonight. Enjoy, though. I like New Year's Eve. It's fun. I used to play in a band many, many moons ago. And we played, I mean, I probably played 27 straight years, New Year's Eve. And I would suffer for weeks because of that one game. I mean, you're up till 4 a.m., you know, right. the, the band went till right. two and then load up and we'd usually get rooms there. Oh my God. I couldn't imagine doing that now. Yeah. Uh, but Remember it's the f- Y2K. Oh, <laughs> midnight. I, I, uh, I recently went to a comedian that, that made a joke on that and he said, you know, here in the Midwest, we were all holding our breath when uh, in New turned, York it was, and he said, but an hour ago, <laughs> we didn't think it that turned in, in the East coast yeah, and they so were fine. The lights are still on in times square. I think we're okay, folks. Talk about an overhyped thing that right, never right. materialized. Y2K. Yeah. Oh, I remember that well, Joe. Yeah. We talked about it almost every day leading up. <laughs> oh, my world's going to end. The computers aren't going to turn over. They're not going to recognize the new uh, millennium, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Quick break on WISN's Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. If you haven't already started thinking about next year's goals for your small business, now is the time. While none of us know exactly what 2023 has in store, we can consider current economic predictions, market conditions, and experiences over the past year. Here are some resolutions you may want to consider for your business. Set new growth goals. Determine what segments you want to take to the next level and devise a plan to get there. Number two, improve efficiency and productivity. Consider processes and workflows that could benefit from new technology or automation and revise project management practices. Number three, ensure finances are in order. Many small business owners experienced a downturn in 2022. Be sure to evaluate your 2022 finances and set goals accordingly for 2023. Number four, keep employees happy. Employee retention is a valuable component of your business. When a talented team member leaves, it can be costly to replace them. Consider why your employees felt attracted to your business in the first place and focus on matching that value to ensure company culture and reality line up. 
And number five, establish an advisory team of professionals. Going it alone only leaves room for errors. Even if you plan to hold on to your business for many more years, it's still a good idea to enlist a team of professionals to assist with matters such as tax planning, insurance needs, excess cash flow, succession planning, and so on. If you need assistance planning for your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group on this New Year's Eve. Uh, hope everybody has a great New Year. And uh, boy, a lot of times we'll get to the sexy segment. It's after this segment, but it deals a little bit with, well, I'll just say it right now. Uh, questions you should ask if you're maybe going to make a change next year, a new advisor, what you should know. That's coming up later, but you've got some New Year's resolutions, Aaron Spitzner. Uh, I do have some resolutions and... Uh before I, I kick those off, uh, I figured I'd start with a cryptocurrency joke here since uh, I guess we'd have a little fun and uh, cryptocurrency has been in the headlines it's uh, been this, a this, joke. this past <laughs> year and it, it hasn't been as, as good. And, and we actually joked about it not long ago and contrasting 2022 with 2021, right? In 2021, it was all about cryptocurrency. Yeah. And then this past year, it's been about I-bonds and, and you couldn't have more opposite you're talking treasuries and investing your money with a, our federal government as compared to one of the more speculative things out there. Digital currency. Yeah, just a year ago, you know, well, two years ago now. So, um, anyways, uh, how do you get $1,000 in cryptocurrency? Don't know. You invest 2000 <laughs> But um Anyways. So, New Year's resolutions. Um, uh, the truth, I would say? It, was, well, it I wasn't mean, a good year th- for crypto. This past year, yeah. I mean, there, there's still people that have probably made a fortune in it. Do um, we know? We, the, the future's not written yet. Nobody crypto. knows. And, um, you, everybody's down on it. I get it. We, we get that question a fair amount. I, I actually haven't in, in recently, but um, you know, we always answer it by saying you know, it's, it's, it's gambling. It truly is right now. It's a speculative um, asset class, um, you have to be willing to lose what you're putting in when you invest. You have yeah. to be okay with that. It's that, not a diversified portfolio. I mean, I'm, I make a joke about it, but I have a, a small portion yeah. of it that I, I, you know, like to play the game with. I bought and some see Bitcoin. How it goes. Yeah. I, I don't know many, many, just the opposite. I don't know many people that didn't. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we're in a transitionary period, right? Switching over to all. Possibly more digital currency in the future. Look at teens. How do they pay each other back right now? Do they pull out cash and coins? Oh, it's funny. This, Venmo me. Th- this past uh, uh, November, when we were deer hunting, uh, um, my wife's cousin. We're at we're at a bar, and and he doesn't have any cash. And we're at a bar up north, and it was like everybody's putting their cash on the table, and he doesn't <laughs> carry cash. Right. I mean, it was just that. I mean, the the younger you are, you you just don't carry cash exactly and i get it all that stuff venmo me that's not crypto that's not digital currency but it's It's an account transition it's a transition exactly and i think we're in for a lot more of that than less uh in coming years right so here we go the the new year's resolutions all right and they're not um it's nothing that's going to really set you back but it's things that can clean up your financial situation and every year you know we all do it we all set our resolutions and every year we pretty much all fail uh, to, to follow through with our resolutions. The number is something like um, 81% of people bail on their New Year's resolutions That's before why January ends. This is why I don't make them. Um, but uh, these are things that... Too you, much pressure. Yeah, these are things, though, that you can you can probably stick with. I mean, you're not setting this lofty goal of, of I don't know, 
trying to lose all your body fat. I mean, we're talking yeah. little things here that can make a big difference in the long run. Uh, laying the groundwork, for example, just taking a look at your at where your money's going, taking a look at your bank account, identify all your expenses in the past year. Um, were these things that were needed or could you give some of them up? For a lot of us, it's taking a look at uh, maybe some subscriptions, maybe Netflix, maybe you have Disney, maybe you have Amazon Prime. Oh, and you have uh, you subscribed uh, to like a couple I'm, things and, and they're coming through your bank account. Time to look at them. Do you need them? Um, or could you get a deal? Like, for example, even like Wall Street Journal. Uh, maybe that deal you initially had dropped off and now you're paying full price. If you just give them a phone call, they'll go back down to five bucks a month or something like that. Your, you know, your TV streaming was a perfect example <laughs> of the little things that add up. Yeah. And everyone you mentioned, I have. It's like on top of Spectrum, you have all these other services. That's right. And, and you're starting to think, wow, these things add up over time. It'd be a good time, uh, especially in our slow winter months, to sit down, look at those uh bank statements and see where you could cut back. On the flip side, we're not driving a Blockbuster and renting a DVD anymore, are we? <laughs> so so kind of miss that. At least yeah. then you knew what you were spending. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so one question is, how do you get all that information um, if you're not keeping track of it? Um, if you do use a credit card for most of your purchases, they have a summary uh, at the end of each year of all your purchases. So that can be an easy way to pull that up if you didn't know that. Um, just a, a side note. Right. Um, if, if you're not a dork like me and you use Quicken and you like put in every receipt, and so you could, you know, you could go down to the penny on exactly where you spend all your money, I which most people aren't. How much on food and <laughs> right. entertainment? Yeah, Gas. and this past year might be even tougher because of inflation and those costs oh, might would catch, be. You, Definitely. catch you off guard. But another thing that helps you plan for are those big expenses. Um, those are things that oftentimes can really sabotage your financial plan. So take a look at, um, do you foresee any major expenses in the coming year? You know, maybe you want to have a lighter spending year, or maybe you're going to be planning on uh, a home remodel, kitchen remodel. Maybe you need a new air conditioner in the in the summer. Uh, so start, you know, putting those in the back of your head, you know, of your head, have a conversation and, and figure out how you're going to afford those. Yeah, a remodeling project, building a house, yeah. those are all perfect examples. That's no small task, and it's usually pretty expensive. You do have to plan. Yeah, so the the next thing here, you know, resolutions to make. So those are just really laying the found, or the foundation, the groundwork, and getting a good idea of what happened this past year. And then make your resolutions off of that. So, uh, for example, if, if you have debt, pay it down. You know, interest rates are going up. Um, I, I've seen some numbers this past month about the amount of people putting uh, their expenses on the credit card. Uh, the amount of people that are, and especially after the holiday season, you know, um, you may find yourself in a tougher situation. Maybe you, you, you took out that, that store credit card that's charging you 25% interest. Um, and you're making the minimum payments. Yeah, figure out a way to, to get that paid off. Um, figure out where you could cut back on some of those subscription services and pay off that, that debt. Um, you know, it's interesting for the last couple of years, we talked about refinancing as one of those New Year's resolutions. Well, now interest rates have gone up a little bit, or maybe people were looking at taking out their home equity line of credit to pay off debt. Well, now it's gotten a little tougher. Now you really just have to, you know, cut back, find that extra cash flow to uh, to pay off uh, that high interest debt. Another thing here, update your insurance. I think that's a big one. A lot of us don't do very often. Um, just have a conversation with when I'm talking about insurance, more like your your auto and home insurance policies. It's also good to look at your um, your life insurance, but um, 
your your auto and home, have a conversation with your agent. Um, maybe you made a home improvement. Maybe you, I don't renovated the kitchen or the basement. Maybe you should be have more coverage than what you had a year ago. Um, you don't want to be underinsured, so it's, it's good to get the insurance updated. So there's two things, two easy knows, things. Maybe those premiums, you'll find a better price if you shop it around, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Cutting costs. Look at Cut, that. Cutting costs. Now, is cutting are you, you going to do it tonight? It's New Year's Eve. Probably not. But as we start a new year, you know, we talked about the word hope. A lot of people look at a new year with renewed hope or optimism. No, some people will do it on New Year's Eve. I think back to way back in the day. Now, this is story time, but I'll keep it kind of quick. I worked for American Express Online Bank. American Express needed TARP money, right? So back in the day, financial crisis, they needed TARP. So they launched this online bank. And we were the we were the call center for it. And this bank still exists today. It's a, it's a good bank. Um, offer competitive rates. Did you and, wear the little uh, headset and the microphone? Yeah. Thing? And anyways, what happened was we had to work Christmas Day. And so it was Christmas night and I had to work, you know, so it's Chris, you know, the evening of, of Christmas. So, and I'm thinking nobody's going to call. You can believe how many people were calling to set up bank accounts. Really? And I was like, you know, so some people look at the holidays as maybe an opportunity to, to take care of some of these items. And but, obviously some people don't <laughs> celebrate are, Christmas. And, ones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, you know, here, here's a good one. Revisit your investment strategy. Uh, you probably, you know, one of the big things is is, is to rebalance. We talk a lot about that on the show. Um, what is rebalancing? Well, as the market moves, it kind of skews how much you have in stocks and bonds. So if you started this, this past year at 60% stock and you didn't touch your portfolio throughout the year, you might right now have 55 or 50% in stock. Uh, take advantage of these uh, lower stock prices, rebalance, get yourself back to that 60% stock, 40% bond allocation. And, and again, revisit that investment strategy. And also, if you're looking at making some life changes or if things have changed in your situation or you find yourself needing some money from the portfolio, um, make sure you don't have too much risk in your portfolio as well. So take a look at the, the bigger picture there. Um, next item, um, Review your estate plan, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But there's, uh, um, first of all, if you haven't had one created, uh, it's important that you sit down with an estate planning attorney. Get uh, one. Get, yeah, to get Most that Americans don't of. have an estate plan. It could be as simple as a power of attorney, a will, a trust. It depends on your situation. Yeah, and, you know, the again, this past month I was, I was meeting with a uh, prospective client, and we were talking about this exact item here. And I think one of the things that really caught him off guard was uh, his two boys were one's off in college and the other just turned 18. And I reminded him that um, those medical powers of attorney uh, or power of attorney, he doesn't have any say if something were to happen to them. So it's important to get those items done and, and taken care of. And so. that's actually a perfect example when kids go off to college. Yeah. You, you still think of them as your high school kid or oh, now they're off to college, but they're, if they're 18, they need that power of attorney. And, it, and it's interesting too, right? Because your insurance can still cover them, but they're 18. and Yeah, insurance so. goes till 26, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some might say that's a little... Yeah, it doesn't create the best incentive there, but uh, right, right. Um, and the last item here, um, I, I kind of laugh at this one, but uh, uh, make more money. I mean, it, it's not as easy as it sounds, but okay, you know, things have changed in the last year. Wages have gone up. I mean, we all joke about it. Hey, McDonald's will pay you whatever uh, per hour, and it's it's incredible how much you can make 
uh, an hourly wage. I was talking with a client recently about the difference in, in, in what they'd pay at Menards relative to Fleet Farm. If you were looking at like a part-time job on the weekend, the, the money you can make if you're retired and you just want to stay busy and active and work a morning shift. Um, Quick trip employees, talk to them sometime. It, it's they're, they're, they're very happy. They're doing pretty, I think that's, is that employee owned? Do yes. We know that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, th- there's like a lot of opportunities out there to, where you to can add some hours. Yeah. Right? Add some hours, and and they're not always tough hours. It's not like you're working all day on a Saturday. You for some of these places, you can work the six to ten a.m. or five well, to ten a.m. And let me state the obvious: people are having trouble finding good employees or yeah. retaining good employees. That's everybody's heard the stories, right? Restaurants are closing because, or they're limiting their hours because they can't find people that want to work. Yeah. So we know there's opportunities out there. Yep. You can get a job. Opportunities and the wages uh, have gotten a little bit more competitive than where they were just uh, a year or two ago. So it it creates. It's not like for some people. It's you know they may not need the money, um, but it's also, again, like a social aspect of it and staying active and busy if you're retired or maybe you're still working and you want to put some more money away to catch up for retirement, a great way to do it there as well. So it's just a couple items uh, as far as the um, um, New Year's resolutions. They're, they're not big items. They're little things you can do here and there that I think would make a big difference if you stick with them I think over the course pay, of paying a year. off your credit card, if you can do it, the monthly bills, zeroing that out and just paying it off every month and getting in that routine is huge. Yeah. You just save so much money. And uh, I liked your, uh, as an example, those little, you know, I've got Netflix, I got an app for Prime, for Amazon, I've got HBO Max, I uh, Hulu. <laughs> it's there's got to be six or seven. Yeah. And everyone is there's a monthly fee. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and, then you add it, your smartphone, your normal cable, or whatever you're paying for. And and it's always too. I've I've noticed recently. You, you log on. Um, Disney, I think, just did it, and it's hey, next month it's going to go up to. Whatever, uh, fourteen bucks a month. Well, this started at five ninety nine a month. And now it's up to fourteen. Yeah, and it's it's they really get you pretty quick. They you know, get you, <laughs> and you get you get used to it. You yes. get accustomed to watching your favorite shows on yeah. Netflix or Hulu. So, yeah, watch those things, add them up, and good advice. These are New Year's resolutions, all business related, retirement related, on WISN's Retirement Clinic on this New Year's Eve. Your hosts are Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. I'm Paul Cronforce. The sexy segment will be right back with that on WISN. Stick around. WISN's Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this Special edition, I would say, because Spitzner gave out some great New Year's resolutions, right? That's right. Uh, This is the sexy segment officially, uh, as it is every week, no different on New Year's Eve. It's about wealth management and preservation. This deals with your industry. And Aaron, you alluded to this before. You should ask your questions, these questions, to an advisor. If you're going to hire a financial advisor, you've got some advice for us. Yeah, um, this... Got me thinking here as we got to the end of the year, and and it was a turbulent year, and things weren't very easy for a lot of uh, investors. Um, if you're looking to make a switch and look for another advisor, uh, just a couple of questions you may want to ask them when interviewing uh, the the advisors. And actually, um, there was a, a little bit of a, a punchline here. Uh, investment guru Bill Bernstein once said that by the time you know enough to select a high-quality financial advisor, 
uh, you could probably manage your assets on your own. And I thought that was pretty fitting because um, if you knew the ins and outs of all the tough questions to ask, you're probably pretty sophisticated as an investor, and you could probably do a pretty good job managing those assets on your own. Um, so, But regardless, I, I thought I would give out a, a couple key questions to ask a financial advisor uh, if you are considering making a move or um, um, in the upcoming year. In, in the first year, the first question, are you primarily a financial planner or an investment advisor? And I thought that was a really good question um, because a lot of times people don't know the difference. They, they use it, they interchange those two, uh, financial planner, investment advisor. Well, what the what, heck is the difference? What, what is the difference? I mean, really, the what it comes down to, a financial planner, it looks at all major aspects of a financial plan. It's not just the investments. So like we always talk about on this show, um, you know, looking at things like insurance, estate planning, budgeting, that's just a couple of the things we would look at. In addition to that, there would be investments. So it's really a comprehensive approach to planning, whereas somebody who holds themselves out as an investment advisor is just that, is just going to advise on the investments. So make sure you know who you're talking to and what you're looking for. Us at Kowal, we are more of the financial planners, and we look at the entire picture for you uh, and make sure everything is working together. Joe, thoughts on asking questions about a financial advisor. Some of our listeners have an advisor, but there are people that do their own uh, financial planning and make their own decisions, but probably have a lot of questions and would like some help. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I, um, I would say looking at uh, building off what Aaron said, um, if you first of all are maybe with a financial advisor right now and you don't like them, mm-hmm. Um, or you just don't get along, you're not a good fit, you, you dread giving them a phone call, now's the time to look for one. And you should go through a number of questions with them to find the right fit for you. Because I'm not going to sit here and say we're the right fit for everybody here at the Coal Investment Group. You know, We specialize in retirement, financial and retirement planning. Um, we do this every day. You know, If you're having heart trouble, you don't go to a, a, a general practitioner, you go to a cardiologist. Um, if you're looking to retire, um, and you're getting close to that point and you haven't put a plan for retirement together, call our office. That's what we do every day. Um, you know, and, and the investment advisor will probably, that just does investments, will probably not help you with a lot of those other things. Or if they do, they don't have the expertise because they're not helping other clients with that or at least the volume you know, of clients that we help. Yeah, the, those are all good points. Yeah. Aaron Spitzner, defer back yeah. to you on this. Got another buzzword for you here. Uh, no, next question, are you a fiduciary? Well, we've heard that time and time again the last couple of years. Hey, what does fiduciary, fiduciary even mean? It what does that mean? Must The advisor must put their client's interests ahead of their own when consulting on portfolios and plans. So um, basically many advisors are already fiduciaries or adhere to the fiduciary standard. Uh, investment advisors who are registered investment advisors or work at firms organized as registered investment advisors are fiduciaries or certified financial planners. They're fiduciaries at COWAL. Um, a lot of us cover both of those aspects. I mean, we are a registered investment advisor, so we act as a fiduciary, putting our clients' interests first. And a number of us are also certified financial planners, and, and we have to adhere to those standards as well. So looking for somebody who is a fiduciary that's going to put your interests ahead of their own. Another one, a big one here, and, and believe it or not, I don't always get asked this when working with prospective clients. Um, 
How do you charge for your services? Oh, I I, I, mean, I would think you get that a lot. I don't, and it's sometimes I, I usually have to bring it up. I, I basically make a, a joke about it and say, <laughs> "Hey, I'm glad you asked," um, but they didn't ask, and it's uh, yeah. it's important that uh, we you, cover it. And you do get paid. Financial advisors get paid it, to advise, and there's different ways. So it's important to ask how they get charged. I mean, there's some, and, and I don't see this very often in the industry, but some may charge hourly, um, which again I haven't seen. Um, some may act on a, a retainer model. Um, under that, you pay a flat monthly or annual fee for advice. Uh, it's kind of like a gym membership or one of those TV memberships we talked or uh, subscriptions we talked right, about earlier. Right. Um, some will charge per project, which I haven't really seen that either. Um, so maybe they're looking at pre-retirement planning, and they'll hey, we'll take care of that for you for this amount. And then other would be a percent of your assets, and that's that's how we bill at Kowal is a percent and- of what our clients have invested. And I would make a point too. I think it's important regardless of um, what method you use to charge um, the client should know exactly what they're paying you and the value that they're getting for that. And we're how very, they're paying, right? How they're paying. We're very transparent. We explain that right up front. After an hour um, and a half, 90 minute meeting goes by. Am I paying you by the hour? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you would be surprised. The majority of the, the prospective clients that we meet with have no idea what they're paying. That, that I would ask, and I think it is a very, it's, it, it's a good question, but I, it's almost a necessary question. You ask, I mean, when we pay for our health bills, right? That's right. another industry, though, too. If you're having a surgery, like if I'm having an emergency appendectomy or something, right? Am I looking at, uh, I'll, how much you charge for this? <laughs> My insurance cover health? No, you're not in any shape. You just go through with it. We'll deal with it afterwards. Um, we, let's sneak in a break so we have enough time to wrap it up and give us some final advice before 2023. This is New Year's Eve edition of the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. I'm Paul Kronforst on WISN. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Clinic. And, of course, we're back next year. Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. Great New Year's Eve show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, have a great and safe uh, New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, Spitzner, I know everybody's got big plans on New Year's Eve. I, you're, you seem like the party kind of guy. Oh, I used to be. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Now it's, you know, hanging around with the kids. And, yeah. Don't know. forget, we call him Grandpa Spitz for yeah. a reason. Grandpa Spitz with the bad dad jokes. You've got yes. a million. You've got a million. Hey, if you want to reach out, the Kowal Investment Group, very simple. We'll give out one phone number for all the locations. Uh, and that is in Waukesha, Port Washington, in Racine, newest location in Heartland, Phoenix, Arizona, thekowalway.com. Here's the number, 262 522 4040. Guys, have a very, very uh, happy new year. And I'm serious about that. We're back like next weekend. Yes, we are. (laughs) No changes. Saturdays at 10, the retirement clinic and the market updates will continue. Of course. Into next year. Uh, And that's on the Mark Belling Show every afternoon, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks with the Kowal Investment Group, thekowalway.com. All right. Thanks for joining us. News is coming up next on WISM Milwaukee.